It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Crash and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. You're tuned in to episode 437 of the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd here at LTN. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. And I'm Mo, sidekick to the chief radio nerd, here to bring the facts and the fire to your day. Now, where's the coffee? <laughs> Today on the show, we're going to be looking at how the metaverse could be something amazing. Also on the show today, Mentos for Clowns. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, I feel like you give me the worst lines always. <laughs> I feel like most of this can't be real. <laughs> <laughs> but first, today is Tuesday, January 25th, 2022, and we got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. Today is opposite day. No, it's not. I mean, it is, and that's why I'm Matt and you're Mo. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's also National Plan for Vacation Day. Every day is that for you, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I would probably at say least multiple like a year. Yeah. 100%. I mean, plan for vacations. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. More than 75% of the year is spent planning for a vacation of some sort, for sure. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Now, Mo and I are nerds of several flavors, but we're also nerds for several flavors. And every week we like to showcase junk food that has recently been announced or even spotted in stores. And on menus. That's right. We're going to kick today off with new Klondike Cones packs. What would you do for a Klondike Cone? So these are... (laughs) (laughs) The dissonance on Cone, like, really drove home. This was different and weird. (laughs) Klondike Cone. Uh-huh. It's like entering an alternate reality, just being slightly unsettled by yep. it. You know? uh-huh. Klondike yep. Uh These are similar to other kinds of Sunday cones, you know, cone, ice cream, a little bit of solidified chocolate, peanuts, whatever, you know, that kind of thing. But they are in some different flavors. So one pack will have vanilla caramel classic and then cuckoo for caramel which I believe the ice cream is also caramel-flavored in this. Uh, One pack has nuts for vanilla, which I think is just the normal ice cream. Uh, And then cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. The cone itself will also be like an Oreo-ish cone. Mm. And the last pack is a combination of Reese's-based cones, one in peanut butter-flavored ice cream, and the other is chocolate ice cream with a peanut butter core on the inside. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Krispy Kreme's mini crullers coming out with a new flavor. Cinnamon coffee cake. Also could be good. Have you had any of those little mini crullers in the boxes? Like I've had some of the lemon lemon ones. They're amazing. You know, so here's the thing. I do very much like them, but they have like that weird, waxy, filmy aftertaste that Mm, like gets left on the roof of your mouth that I... That's why you got to power through it. Just take down the whole box at once. And then you only have to deal with it at the end. 
Health yeah. conscious. Uh, <laughs> all right. We got a, a, I mean, this is the weird one. Mentos Circus Fun flavors are coming out in Australia and New Zealand. These three flavors are Swirly Mega Pop, which I don't know. I don't know what that is. Toffee Apple, which, okay. And Raspberry Snow Cone, which I'm assuming just tastes like raspberry. Because how do you get a snow cone flavor in it? I don't know. Okay, okay, know. okay, okay, okay. To our Australian friends out there, I will pay you. <laughs> I have to try, I have to try the toffee apple. And here's why. My daughter's name is Mila, which in Italian, pronounced Mela, means apple. Okay. And my oldest son, Topher, goes by toffee. It's a gaming handle. So this is a combination of two of my three children. Toffee <laughs> Apple. That's what I, I heard need, as soon as you I said need, it. I was like, I need it's to, Topher and Mila. I need to try these Mentos because my daughter's name is Mila. <laughs> <laughs> that was so confusing for a second. But now I get it. And it makes sense. <clears throat> Lent, Lindor Truffles are coming out with an almond butter milk chocolate flavor. Okay. I don't know why. Cheez-Its coming out with new puffed Cheez-Its. Cheesy, airy, puffy Cheez-Its in white cheddar, double cheese, and scorching hot cheddar. <laughs> What's up? Why's everything got to be puffed up these days? I know. I mean, I prefer the extra toasty Cheez-Its. I feel yes. like this is the opposite of that. Heck yes. Those extra toasty are the best they thing they've the ever best. come out with. They are the best. So good. And you know it was probably just like a fluke. They burnt a batch and they're like, shoot. <laughs> no, actually, the, the deal is, is that every batch of Cheez-Its has a few that are burnt. Like, it's just a common thing. And I people mean, have sense. people have written in so many times how much they love the burnt ones that eventually they gave in and said, "Okay, we're going to make a box of just the extra slightly toasty. burnt ones." Yeah, I like how they they named them extra toasty instead of burnt. Burnt cheese. Yeah. It's burnt. <laughs> uh, Premier Proteins coming out with a new uh, protein shake in cake batter delight flavor. I'm kind of over the cake batter flavor and everything these days. Okay. Are you over this? I got to tell you. Yeah. Cake batter used to be my favorite flavor. Favorite. Um, Cold Stone Creamery, whenever we would go, that's what I would get. I would get the birthday cake remix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my favorite. Yeah. Favorite. Okay. When we were in Orlando, I had to run a quick errand in one of the stores while Chris took the kids to get Cold Stone. That was our dinner for the night. Best <laughs> night ever. Um, and I told him on the way, get me something with strawberries and cake batter ice cream and a brownie. I can't remember what it's called. It's been, it had been so long. Yeah. You know, I get there first of all. And he's like, so I think I'm going to get you the, the chocolate chip cookie dough. And I was like, nothing that i asked for at all i want it's right there the birthday cake remix literally has the yeah. three things i requested exactly. <laughs> and it's he's in like, a big picture <laughs> he's all like what you said cookie and batter and i was like no i did it but anyway i took like two bites of that birthday cake remix that i used to love and was instantly like i probably would have liked the 
chocolate chip cookie dough <laughs> a whole heck of a lot more than what I like this. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really over it mm. these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duncan is coming out with a bacon and cheese omelet bite that is shaped like a donut. Okay. Which is weird. Yeah, it is weird, but <laughs> I bet you somebody's going to like it. Ritz cheese crispers, new spicy queso version, which, uh, as a New Mexican, you know, we're down for. Whataburger's Dr. Pepper shake is back. Just, you know, as an alert to anybody who lives near a Whataburger, now's the best time of the year. It, <sighs> how do you say it again? What, what? is it called? What is what is the the place called? Whataburger. Okay, I have a like to me. Whataburger. Yeah, Whataburger. Yeah, I mean. But everybody, like everybody, here and around the area, say Whataburger. Whataburger instead of Whataburger, and it's almost like water. Yeah. Burger. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Anyway, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Okay. I just need to know how to actually say it. How if you say it either way, nobody's going to complain. I'm complaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Whataburger. That's a, uh, it's a, lo- a relatively local. I mean, not even here. We don't have one here, but it's like in this Texas and New Mexico area uh, mainly. I'm pretty sure it's branching out into other states. But uh, I mean, it's just a burger place, but it's just got fantastic food. Uh, it's got this, oh, my favorite thing there is a honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich. It comes on toast. It's got melted cheese on it. The honey barbecue is like drenching the thing. It's messy and delicious. I don't even like, I don't like overly messy foods. This I will eat and I will get it all over my face like a toddler and I won't care. So good. Honey butter chicken biscuits also, same premise. Very messy and very delicious. That's a breakfast <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Next up, Haribo. There you go. Yeah, Haribo is adding two new single flavor gummy bear packs to its lineup pineapple and blue raspberry, the two lamest of choices. Oh, I'm good with pineapple. <laughs> you know what? I will say, their pineapple gummy bears may be the only ones I actually like. Yeah. So. Also, I'll give them that. I am good with blue raspberry, but again, I I love the flavor. Blech. But again, Blech. why do we do blue raspberry and not blueberry? What's I don't understand. Or just raspberry. Why can't raspberry just well, be Well, because red? they want to have a blue because they've why? already got because they have red with cherry and strawberry. <laughs> strawberry and, all, is and green. watermelon. Strawberry well, is green in the Haribo packs. Do you know that? Okay, but I, I just mean that. like as a general. No, I know what you mean. In in candies. <clears throat> it's just my fun fact. Okay. <laughs> it was really hard for me to distinguish what flavors the Haribo gummies were, and it was mainly it came down to the fact that I didn't know what that green was, because my brain was saying strawberry. I'm like, it can't be strawberry. It's green. Yeah, and which so, means yeah, apple. Right, apple or, or lime kiwi. or yeah, kiwi, the distant third. So, the, but there's so many other things that it could be. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, what color is pineapple going to be? Brown. Uh, it is almost white, like it's a. See, I don't understand. It's like a hint of yellow in it. I don't understand. <laughs> Please just color them appropriately, okay? <sighs> Uh, Keebler's coming out with new Dip-ums. Dip-ums. Multiple ums. Mm. Uh, they're similar to Dunkaroos. They are mini fudge stripe cookies in a little pack with a 
dipping cup of a s'mores flavored icing. I mean, okay. I can get down with that. That's all right. Uh, in the ultimate blend of nerd and food, Panda Express is kicking off their Lunar New Year celebration with the launch of a new Good Fortune arcade game that you can play for fun and for discounts on selected food items. The Good Fortune Arcade is a simple retro side-scroller that sees you playing as a panda trying to get your family meal back from Nyan and grabbing food on the screen while you're at it. As you beat each level, you can unlock the following discounts. Level 1. $3 off a family meal purchase. Level 2, free premium upgrade with the purchase of a bowl, plate, or bigger plate. Level 3, free third entree with the purchase of a bigger plate. And level 4, free additional large side with the family meal purchase. Okay. The discount comes as a coupon code that can be redeemed when ordering through the Panda Express website or app at participating locations up through the end of February. You can find the Good Fortune Arcade game on the Panda Express website. Really neat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, in a weird blend of snacking and f- sports, <laughs> sports, football, Lay's is revealing new limited edition Golden Grounds potato chips, which are made from potatoes that are grown in some soil from NFL stadiums and fields across the country. Basically. Do I get to know which stadium? Yeah. Basically, they took some soil from each NFC stadium and mixed the soil into separate parts of a potato field, different parts for different teams, and took the potatoes grown in the field to make potato chips infused with the grounds and the glory of each NFL team. The limited edition bags come decorated with the appropriate NFC team's color and logos. Uh, unfortunately, if you're a fan of said teams or just like collectibles, you can only win a bag of Lay's Golden Grounds via sweepstakes running through, oh, like today. Yeah. <laughs> on Lay's Twitter. <laughs> you can find more details on how to win and enter on Lay's website. Uh, and according to the fine print, they have 5,800 bags to give out. Better go quick. <laughs> Get it in. Today's the day. Today is the you day. You want a chance. Man, that's kind of cool, though. <laughs> that would be like a neat collector's item. Oh, I absolutely. doubt that anybody would actually eat them. I don't know. I don't or know. you could eat them and then you could do the whole little shrinking thing to the bag like we used to do when we were in high school. Remember? <laughs> Make it into a keychain. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Why not? All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we've got your weird news for the day. Stick around. Overstretched. It is so common in the world we live in to find ourselves running in a hundred different places at warp speed. I'm often zooming around, feeling like the Looney Tunes Roadrunner, moving as fast as possible from one task to the next, leaving behind a cloud of dust as the only proof of my existence. Now, don't get me wrong, not all of this is my doing, and I'm sure not all of your speed racer hijinks are your fault either. I'm a mom. I have three very active, non-driving children. I'm a taxi, a chef, a personal shopper, a house cleaner, an organizer, and those are just my various hats worn at home. Over time and through all the tasks, it's very likely we'll no longer feel like the roadrunner, but instead begin to feel like a well-loved, well-used rubber band pulled and stretched, worn out and exhausted, ready to snap under any further pressure. 
I cannot tell you how many times close friends and some family have compared me to Martha. And if you're not aware, it's not a compliment. In Luke chapter 10, Jesus finds himself visiting with two sisters, Mary and Martha. Martha was a doer, preparing the meal, hosting, making sure things were tidy and presentable. Mary was visiting with Jesus, talking. Frustrated with her sister, Martha addressed Jesus about Mary's laziness, and Jesus told her in a roundabout way that, in fact, Martha was the one in the wrong. I don't know about you, but this is a hard concept for me. Being a diligent worker, making the best use of my time, staying on task, taking care of business. Are those not honorable qualities to have? Not if you're missing out on relationships and making disciples. Matthew 28, 19, the verse where Jesus instructs us to go and make disciples of all the nations is commonly known as the Great Commission. These three words and this one verse speak volumes of where we as Christians should be investing our time and energy. A command from our Savior himself, known to the world as the biggest payoff. Well, okay, Lord, I hear you. Friends, let's make this commitment to each other today to free ourselves from the commitments, from the obligations and the stuff. Open up more free space in your schedule for family dinners, coffee dates, deep and personal conversations with our people, not forgetting the importance of connection and relationships. Furthermore, how can we expect to make genuine relationships with the people God has placed in our lives if we've exhausted ourselves and could pop at any time? Overstretched, overexhausted, overworked, overbooked, let's be over it and step into the actual plan God has for our lives. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And hey, make sure you're following us on all the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search for at the Back Row LTN and connect with us. Now it's time for Mo's fact of the day. I'm never, oh, ever going to get be? used to this. Okay. Uh, it, <laughs> is this a word that I should know? Framingham? No. I guess. Okay. The Framingham Heart Study, known as the largest and longest running study of cardiovascular disease, found that men who didn't take a vacation for several years were 30% more likely to have heart attacks compared to men who took regular time off. Women weren't immune either. The study discovered that women who took a vacation once every six years or less were almost eight times more likely to develop coronary heart disease or have a heart attack compared to women who took a vacation at least twice a year. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's a bummer. <laughs> Mo won't have any heart problems. <laughs> <laughs> Vacations are important for your health and your heart and humanity. <laughs> uh, now it's over to our weird news desk. Here's a news story you might not have heard. All right, gang. Just here's the headline from futurism.com. Astronaut says his first gorilla suit he tried to smuggle into space blew up in a fiery explosion. 
plenty of things have been smuggled to the International Space Station, from booze to cigarettes to the cremated remains of Star Trek actor James Doohan. But when retired, NASA astronaut Mark Kelly, who was elected to the U.S. Senate in 2020, attempted to send a full-body gorilla suit to his identical twin brother, Scott, who was stationed on board the ISS at the time. Things didn't go as planned, people report. Specifically, the suit exploded dramatically in 2015 when a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket was lost in a massive fireball. But the Kelly brothers were tenacious. The next time I was on the phone with my brother, he goes... I'm sending you another gorilla suit, Scott told people. The shenanigans culminated in a now legendary 2016 video in which Scott Kelly can be seen emerging from a white bag and proceeding to zoom around the tight confines of the orbital outpost while wearing the suit. He even chased British astronaut Tim Peake around the station. Uh, <laughs> of course, people liked it. How can you not like a space gorilla? Scott told people. Scott later admitted that Peake was in the video and it was all staged. Other astronauts, however, were caught unawares. Uh, he said, I floated down to the Russian segment, and when they saw it, they were just laughing like you wouldn't believe. It was the end of my year in space, so you need a little humor. I think that's freaking hilarious. <laughs> How do you think it's hilarious? You don't think it's funny? No. Why not? Space gorilla. <laughs> do you know, had it actually made it? This was in what? 2017? Is that what you said? 2015 was the 2015. first attempt. 2016 is when they finally had it. You know, people would still be freaking out about the gorilla that's living on the moon. Like, for real. <laughs> we would still have people terrified and worried for the future of this gorilla <laughs> if it had actually made it. And it's all because of people like that. <laughs> this is going to be a funny idea. And I'm going to use the little bit of power that I got to make it happen. Huh. All right, let's take another quick break. When we come back, we dive into our main topic. Stick around. Nerd emphasize relational outreach. From huge convention halls to local game nights across the world, LTN wants to show the love of Jesus to nerds and nerd culture. We are always developing resources and guides to help you grow nerd ministry in your area and expanding our reach as a ministry into all areas of nerd culture. Connect with us on social media at Love Thy Nerd and at LTN on air and join in. back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember that we air our full morning shows first exclusively on LTN Radio, ltnonair.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find our four full shows and our weekly main podcast by searching the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Or don't. We're not your parents, and we won't be mad. Just disappointed. Last time, we shared what the metaverse was, at least to the best of our ability and what little we know so far. But now we are going to be diving into why the metaverse could be a pretty amazing thing. Yes, we're going to be going over all the pros, at least uh, based on what we know now, uh, that could become 
a part of the metaverse and make it a pretty big deal for quite a lot of people. And the first one is probably the most obvious is that you can live out kind of like fantasy scenarios with incredible realism while being safe at home. So that's say, not always a pro. No, it's not always a pro, but it can be in many instances. Say you want to see the Grand Canyon, but you live halfway across the world and know you're never going to make it there. You can go and feel with pretty decent realism that you're experiencing there. But take it a step further. You can fly over the Grand Canyon. I can fly? Like a bird. That's a... You can fly. I can fly. What's that from? That's, <laughs> from, that's from a Disney movie. <laughs> but like, wouldn't that be neat? Like the ability to see what is essentially the real world rendered in such great um, graphics that there is no distinction really between reality and what you're seeing in this virtual world that you can experience it with most of your senses and then even do something superhuman, like fly over it, in it, dive deep into it, experience the fullness, the vastness of the Grand Canyon, or any other part of this world, any other wonder of the world, any other time and space. <laughs> you could travel through time. You could put yourself in... A rendered version of the birth of Jesus, a rendered version of the fall of the Roman Empire, Pompeii. You can experience all these historical events as if you were really there with so much realism, or at least enough, like we discussed last time, that it feels real. Like, imagine the learning opportunity that could be. Again, like... <laughs> Like, forget Googling things. Forget going to the library. You could be immersed in that historical event, event yourself. You could hear Martin Luther King give that speech. You could be there when, you know, the Berlin Wall was, was torn down. Like, all these amazing things in history you could be a part of, or at least a spectator in. Mm-hmm. Would that be incredibly crazy? It would be very interesting. <laughs> now, also in the metaverse, you can express yourself however you wish. Again, like you said, not always a pro. Mm -hmm. None of these will always be pros, but use in the best lights. You can express yourself however you wish. Your avatar can be adjusted to what you want to express yourself as uh, and longer term. These avatars, which, you know, when, when Facebook or Meta, rather, put out their, their video about what Meta is, they gave everybody like a cartoonish look uh, as their avatar. And I'm not sure if that is going to be what our avatars actually look like or if that's just kind of like a soft, happy, cheery Disney way of presenting this to not freak everybody out. Yeah. But they are already working on technology to make you appear very realistic. Hairs on your head, stubble on your chin, Mo. Uh, <laughs> Rude. <laughs> but no, every everything that you are, you can be in your avatar, or you can change how you look. If you want to be taller, 
you want to be uh, a lion? <laughs> you could do all that too. Uh, one of the things we talked about is the ability for the wheelchair bound or the otherwise impaired that cannot function in normal society or at least not function fully in the way that they want to. Right. Uh, you know, like I said, you can say you're wheelchair bound in the metaverse. You can walk in the metaverse. You can fly. That can would be fly? a, a life. <laughs> that would be a life changing thing for a lot of people. Uh, just the ability to feel what it feels like uh, to walk around when that's something they've never been able to do. And so this is where, like what we talked about last week, we talked about teleportation and whether or not that was a good idea. That was the, the ask us anything question last week. Mm -hmm. And you love the idea of teleportation. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's a terrible idea. But either way, we're really going to skip over that. We're not going to need to go to physical locations in the blink of an eye pretty much ever anymore, or at least not often enough to justify this technology existing and all the ethical quandaries that are surrounding it. We're going to skip that altogether because you can move just as fast as you can click a link in your browser today. People will move virtually. You want to attend this concert? You pay the $20 online fee or whatever for your ticket, click that link, and boom, you're there. Now, the way I think about this, we talked about this in the last segment, but the way I think about like the, the sports and the concerts and the virtual reality thing is that they're going to be, like we have this camera stand in front of us here, mm -hmm. okay? But we also know that Google, like for their Google Earth stuff, they have cameras that are kind of like 360 cameras, mm -hmm. you know? So imagine a... 360 camera or at least a camera that is wide enough that you see the whole view of say a basketball court mm -hmm. put right there on the 50 yard line of the basketball court right there in center court center half court, court half court line <laughs> i'm not a sports guy i'm sorry um <laughs> to where that camera is filming that whole whole thing on a on a steady recording thing you know constantly going Thousands, millions of people can put on their headsets and they are suddenly there, sitting half court as the game is actually happening. They're able to turn their heads and see every part of the game with no problem, feel like they're really there, hear the crowd noise behind them and in front of them, immerse themselves as if they're having the best seat in the house on game night with their favorite team playing for a fraction of the cost of buying a ticket, traveling, not having to deal with people, uh, sweating down your neck in a crowd. We're telling you not to sit catching down. COVID, not telling you to sit down. <laughs> None of that. Doesn't that sound pretty cool? Not as good as maybe being there if you could, but not everybody can, and definitely not everybody can for every single game. Yeah. You could do this for every single game. I imagine a subscription service just for this, where you can be virtually present to every game that your team plays for 10 bucks a month. Because what's it's cost, what it's costing them is just upkeep of a camera and the server to handle it all. 
much cheaper than the upkeep of an entire facility. I mean, come on, it sounds pretty good, doesn't it? I... <laughs> Don't force yourself to hate something if you kind of like it, Mo. I'm not forcing myself to hate <laughs> something. I'm not. I promise I'm not. Um, here... Would you like to me to share my, like, counter-argument to the things that you've already said? Absolutely, sure. Okay. Or do I need to save that for the con day? No, that's okay. Okay. You can, you can share your counter-arguments. Okay. So, you talked about being able to go to the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. um, being able to live through historical moments, you know, kind of live, quote-unquote, live through right, historical moments. Right, they would be moments. programmed things. Right, but... to see them. So, and you said this. When we were talking about me playing that virtual reality game, okay, because a part of me still knew that it wasn't real. Right. And a big part of me thinks that that is how it's going to be, even though we immerse ourselves in these places or these events, it's still going to have this feeling of it's not real. Sure. You know I, mean, I mean, it'll, it'll never, especially with like sports, it'll never encompass the, the real feeling of being at a game, getting, you know, a hot dog, getting a beer, whatever, all that stuff, immersing yourself in the reality of it. Right. But think about some of the best sports games that you've watched on a big screen. You do lose yourself in the game. You step outside of where you're at, where all you know is what you're seeing on that screen and what you're enjoying watching. Same thing with movies, same thing with everything else. Most things that we are passionate about, we will immerse ourselves in anyway, just looking at a 2D screen. So imagine with that added benefit of being able to turn your head and actually feel like this is your head turning in real life at this real place, envisioning the ball going to one side of the court to the other, where you're your cameraman. Because it's basically pantomiming you being there. No, I agree that the entire concept of it would be amazing. Yeah. It would be very, very beneficial for the population who, like you said, are homebound, who cannot leave, you know, or for whatever reason, will never get to, and I, I really say the word never very, very, very loosely, but we'll never get to leave and experience these things. And here's the reason that I say never loosely, because I grew up in small town, North Carolina, and I was convinced at 18 years old that I was never going to leave mm. small town, North Carolina. Yeah. I would have never thought that I would have traveled across the world and seen the things that I've seen. But I also know that... And it was when you said Pompeii specifically, because I've been to Pompeii right. and I've seen the aftermath of, of that event to watch the movie Pompeii. It means a whole lot more to me now to watch gladiator after seeing the Coliseum mm-hmm. means a whole lot more to me now because I've physically seen it right. and I've touched these places, you know, and there's something to that that virtual reality will never compare to. Yeah, you're absolutely right, yeah. I think what scares me more than anything is that we're going to have 
an entire generation of people who are simply going to be okay with that, not realizing that they're missing out on so much more, that they could experience it. Yeah. Really. And firsthand, you know, it's like, to me, I would compare it to like reading an actual book, holding the book and turning the pages instead of a Kindle. Right. Which you know, is still a much better experience. Right. Holding an actual book. Yeah. And I, I know that's 100% true, but I can even use the Kindle analogy here. Okay. Physical books on Amazon cost anywhere between 10 and 20 bucks usually. Mm-hmm. The Kindle book, often $3 or less, free if you have it as a part of your uh, Amazon Prime subscription, Kindle yeah. Unlimited for most of the books. And therefore, people who have a Kindle are more likely to be able to experience so many more books, maybe not in the full glory of that experience, than they would have if they had to buy the physical books. But if they came across a book on the Kindle that they loved so much that they wanted the physical copy of it, they'd still have the ability to go get that physical copy. Sure. Now, I do agree that this will probably set up a lot of people for failure and that they will just settle for what they have and never go have those experiences. Mm -hmm. But I think it's equally likely for many people that they will experience a virtual version of a place and realize, look, this is already so amazing. I need to go. Virtual reality-wise, I need to go there in person. Okay. Because in person, you don't have unlimited funds. The likelihood that you're going to be able to travel all around the world to all these different places that you'd like to go is pretty slim. Mm -hmm. Most people can't afford that in their lifetime. Most people can only afford to have a few really big travel vacations in their whole life. And mm -hmm. so this might even be almost a sampling yeah. of figuring out what would be best, <laughs> what would be the best place to go to spend this money that we're going to save up for on. Yeah. Like there is that pro and that con balance. Just like you said at the outset, there's going to be cons, there's going to be pros. There are going to be people that just sit there and experience the VR version and never go anywhere Yeah. and think that that's good enough. And that is sad to yeah. think about. You're absolutely right about that. I will also add, I think part of the reason why I'm having such a difficult time is because I am legitimately sitting on the fence because yeah. I truly am because with every argument, every con that I give, I can also like argue to that con against that con, you know, and again, right back to the Kindle, when you consider how much space physical space books mm -hmm. take up in comparison to a Kindle. I mean, the comparison is right. You can have 10,000 books yeah. in the space of half a, an inch. And so when you consider <laughs> that in terms of pollution, Oh yeah. Environmental aspects. Uh huh. And, and even <laughs> this was one thing that I saw as a really big positive as far as virtual reality is concerned air pollution, mm -hmm. you know, the more that people are telecommuting, working from home, the more that people are virtually schooling. I mean, everything we're cutting down on driving. We're yeah. cutting down on putting those pollutants in the air. And then 
if we do these travel experiences, you know, virtually, and like you said, kind of choose which travel experience we are going to actually physically go on by dwindling them down through virtual reality, that's cut down on a ton of pollution as well, you know? So I... Also, there will likely be less other travelers at the same time as you. True. Because enough people will have enough time to spend going to all these other places virtually that you won't have as much competition for travel resources when you're, when you're in crowds and places. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the environmental aspect is one that I have on the list here toward the bottom. But yeah, that's absolutely one of them. Uh, it's more, uh, the more stuff that's done virtually, the less travel, the less pollution, the less cars that yeah. are being produced, which also creates a lot of pollution. Uh-huh. Uh, and even electric cars currently still produce a lot of pollution because of electricity is still created by carbon emissions <laughs> in most cases, in most places of the world. Okay, but so, then does that mean less jobs for people? And then well, does it, like, what about our road workers? And you know what I mean? What's mm-hmm. going to happen? See, this is why I'm telling you, Matt. This is why I'm having such a difficult time (laughs) with this, Mm -hmm. because for every pro, I have a con and for every con, I have a pro. And it's just this stupid unending cycle. You're absolutely right. (laughs) Let's move on to some more of these pros, because we will talk about a lot of the cons in the next segment. Uh, There will be increased productivity. You can work however, wherever, with whomever you want or need if you work better in an a a uh say office set up in the middle of the rainforest (laughs) with glass walls where you can just look at all the beauty around you heck no (laughs) i'm never gonna get anything done just watch the world outside my office window all day long okay well here here's an here's a here's a a scenario that would work best for me. Okay. We live in New Mexico. Yes. New Mexico barely gets any precipitation. Yes. I love a rainy day. Me I too. I love it when it's constantly raining. Just a slow, uh, pour, not the thunder. All that. I mean, I like that too, but just a full day of just steady showers. Mm-hmm. The noise that that makes is so comforting that even playing that noise through my Alexa gives me that same comfort feeling. Okay. So imagine I can create an office where I have a window right here. And out that window, it is always overcast and pouring with that beautiful sound just wrapping itself around me while I'm trying to work. I'll be so productive. All that I envision is sitting like in my bathroom in front of my shower as the shower is just pouring. (laughs) I could do it too. (laughs) (laughs) Tape little peripheral pictures of of a window. Uh (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's that's all that I see. We make the best with what we got. That's right. (laughs) I've already got my virtual reality. <laughs> oh man. So let's see what else. Okay. Now tech. Now we were we were talking about this. We talked about the brain chip, right? Tech will allow us to to do things simply by thinking about them, but not likely through a brain chip like Elon Musk is currently working on with Neuralink because they're already 
starting to work on, Meta is already starting to work on things that actually interpret signals from your brain through your nervous system based on outer tech. You wear a wrist thing. Now, what this means is uh, in the little description that they had is so you can start writing messages on your leg. Like write a word on your leg and it'll appear on the screen. Mm-hmm. And it's just based on what you're thinking as you're writing it. And the more you do it, the more it actually learns how to interpret your brain signals to where you can just think, write this word, Mm-mm. and it'll do it. <laughs> Does that scare you? Um, it terrifies me, <laughs> 100%. Because listen, I have two teenage boys. The only thing, the only thing that keeps me from, like, just what the heck are you thinking? <laughs> Smacking them upside their head is my impulse control. Mm. And so for something to be acting for me, depending upon my impulse, there's a lot of people going to get hit. And I didn't mean for them to get hit. Prior to now, I've done a really good job controlling myself from being vi- physically violent with anyone. But if you're just, but... but if you're only violent in the virtual world, you're not actually hitting them, right? <laughs> it's like a video game. It's like you're playing Smash Brothers. Whoop! You're just hitting an avatar. There's no pain involved. Matt. <laughs> I think the lines are going to be very, very, very thin for a lot of people. And it's going to mean a lot. I mean, I feel like we already see the effects of that. Yeah. We already see the effects of um, a disconnection between your online world and you're in person mm, sometimes. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, people think that they can say and do whatever they want to whoever they want in real life, because that's what they've done for so long mm-hmm. online, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. We'll definitely be talking about that. Uh, so let's see one last pro here. Okay. And that will be the virtual economy. And now again, this could also be a con, uh, but I mean, it, I, that's where we've been the whole time. But that's where our, you know, even our actual economy <laughs> can be a pro and a con, <laughs> given on how it's lie. used. So the virtual economy may fill in, uh, fill in the new gaps of the real one, where you can buy clothes and items for your digital life, but you can also create and sell them too. You can also craft and create new experiences and charge people to try them in the metaverse. Like, for instance, creating a historical reenactment of something that happened, and you can go and experience that. Very similar to how it actually works on the holodeck for Star Trek, is that they have, basically, their hologram programs are shows that they buy. They're, you know, they're games that they purchase, and they upload that program. Okay. You know, and that's how they play it. Like, this is essentially that. And it'll also be done, most likely via cryptocurrency so it can because because the way bitcoin is already set up is that it can basically track every transaction back to who owns uh 
what was purchased via that transaction. Therefore, there are safeguards in place that can keep you from just like purchasing some sort of digital good and then copying it and giving it to somebody else, which is a protection that the internet has not really had. Right. You know, Pirate Bay, Napster, mm-hmm. LimeWire, uTorrent, mm-hmm. you know, all that um, can kind of be quelled hypothetically by having a Bitcoin or cryptocurrency based economy. Which is also where the real world economy is slowly trotting into, which is scary because I still don't understand it. I've watched so many videos explaining how it works and I still couldn't tell you one step (laughs) beyond what it supposedly does. (laughs) But am I the only one who thinks that because you can't physically touch it, like there's a heightened sense of insecurity with your money i mean i you're not but the way they explain it apparently it is much more secure than regular money yeah, i just they don't want get you it. to think that i just don't get it myself and if that might be i don't know if there's a, a an old age brain barrier here that'll never get over <laughs> but this is the first thing this is the first technology thing that has come to be popular that i cannot get my head around yeah that i recall like everything else, I'm like, yeah, I'm keeping up, keeping up with Gen Z. I'm keeping up with Generation Alpha. Bitcoin, huh? <laughs> M- mining for Bitcoin? How does one, what? Yeah, I don't know. No idea. I, I heard words come out of your mouth. I have no idea what they mean put together in that sentence. Well, I have to work. <laughs> I am not joking. So that's, that is a, a question. Cause like you said, you, you talked about like road construction and all that, those jobs, those jobs will still exist for real world positions because real buildings and real roads and all that will need to be in place. Like, yeah, but you I will just, have real restaurants. You will have real, real retail stores still. Yeah. I just think that it's going exist. to be a lot smaller probably of a need but then you think of like places that are no longer going to have actual offices things that can be done all online well then yeah every janitor every gardener every window washer every every non-technological job that Mm -hmm. would have been in that massive office building will not exist so there will be less jobs because there will be less need for them the more our world goes into a metaverse scenario. But at the same time, there will be more technology jobs because so much that will be happening in the metaverse will also be about expanding the metaverse. So I'm up the creek. (laughs) I don't think so. There'll be levels. Learn Learn a design program. Make some shirts. Online shirts for people to wear on their avatar. I hated that. (laughs) I really did. Anyway, uh, very interesting stuff. Uh, These are all the pros that, at least uh, a list of the pros that the metaverse will bring with it. But there are quite a few cons too. We've talked about a little bit today. We're going to talk about more next time. We'll be back with more. Stick around.
What do you think of our topic this week? Is there something we got wrong? Something we forgot? We would love for you to give us an earful. Join us at backrowdiscord.com and message us in the Respond to Show channel. Message us on the socials at the Back Row LTN or leave us a voicemail by calling 575-562-8052. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNonair.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNonair.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Mo. And I'm Radio Matt. Before we go, we want to share some things that we love. Mo, I'm going to let you go first. Uh, well, I mean, I alluded to it yesterday, but snow days. I genuinely... I'm pretty sure you've already done this one a couple times. I don't think I have. I'm pretty sure you have. Not snow days. Not uh... specifically snow days. Maybe teacher work days. Maybe sure days. days off. At least once. <sighs> Tad, did she do snow days? Come on, you listened recently. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I gen- see. Hmm. Nobody asked you, Brian. Nobody asked you. Brian says, I don't think Mo's done snow days. I'm almost certain she has. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, at the start of the week last week, I do you remember the book, The Snowy Day? No, but I remember the cartoon version that is on Amazon or Amazon Prime. Okay. Because my so, kids have watched it a lot. Okay. So it was a book that came out when we were in elementary school and it was one of my fa- uh, Reading Rainbow. LeVar Burton read it on Reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it was one of my favorites. I knew I wanted to read it to the kids this year. So I ordered it because we didn't have it in the library. I can go twice as hard. Anyway, um, so when we came back on Tuesday last week, I started reading The Snowy Day, and our whole topic of discussion was snow days. Mm. Do you think snow days are the best days? Do you agree or disagree? What do you do on your snow days? Not realizing that we were going to have a snow day. (laughs) And so I have all of the students convinced that it was because of me that I spoke (laughs) that snow day into existence. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, I, I can't really tell them, you know, it is because of me, but it's because God knew that I was giving my testimony and that I needed the entire day to rewrite it. Um, but that's really why. <laughs> but anyway, yes, I love snow days. <laughs> uh, all right. The thing that I love this week is uh, something I guess a lot of people are loving this week, and that's Encanto. <sighs> Have you seen it? Yeah, we watched it. It's great. It I is mean, I have very a few good. problems with it. I feel like the ending is a little rushed and they didn't really answer all the questions. But the soundtrack specifically, this is the only Disney movie I've ever been obsessed with the soundtrack of ever. It's so dang good. I have had We Don't Talk About Bruno. Stuck in my head for six solid days. I wake up and immediately sing one of the lines from it. I'm like, well, it's there all day again. Because there will be getting no no getting out of it. Yeah. 
that song, Surface Pressure, which is a fantastic like recovery-based song about how we burden ourselves too much with people pleasing and and never take care of ourselves kind of thing. I mean, why it's did I not of, make oh, that connection? Yeah, it's so ah, good. Okay, 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 okay. So because I know myself well enough to know that I will not be able to talk about the movie without giving spoilers, I'm not going to talk about it because we have a few people in our chat who are saying I haven't seen it no spoilers stop talking about it I'm not it. really giving any spoilers no, you're not. about the story you're at not all. that's why I'm saying I yeah. know myself well yeah. enough to know Oh no I'm just letting them know I'm um, not I'm not spoiling Um but y'all need oh, to well. watch it Yeah I totally <laughs> will y'all need to watch it it's good it is oh it's so good, it's good I movie. agree the ending was not what I had hoped They should have given it they should have just given it 10 more minutes and just kind of Put the bow yeah, on the wrapping. Wrapped it up a little bit better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But either way, it was still really, really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm going to put the okay sign. We're good. We're moving on. <laughs> you <laughs> to the, can to people that have, that have muted the show in our un- Twitch. Mute. <laughs> We're let's, done. Let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is... Encanto. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Proverbs 17:9. Whoever covers an offense seeks seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates close friends. Mm. And that's going to do it for the back row with Matt and Mo. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and hope you'll join us again for our next show. Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially. As one of the newest staff members of LTN and a part-time nerd culture missionary, I'm looking to build my support team to help this radio station grow and help my family financially as I pour more focus into all I get to do for Love Thy Nerd. For more information, visit lovethynerd.com slash radiomat. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus Jesus loves loves you, nerd. nerd.